What the hell was that? That's not our theme song. Of course it is. Since when? Since the new season began. Since autumn? Fall? Mm. What do you... I guess more like a TV season where it flips from like season one to season two. We've done the first 100 episodes and now we're on like the next 100. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I so I should just get used to it and stop whining. <laughs> Good words to live by. All joking aside, uh, yeah, I don't know. We changed we changed songs because, you know, a couple listeners were like, "Yeah, I don't really like I don't like your song," <laughs> you know. And I was like, "Okay, fantastic." Uh, and then you were like, you know, in in the in the moment of me saying like, oh, who are these you know friggin' people don't like our song?" You were like, "Yeah, I don't really like it either." And I'm like, <laughs> "What?" I wouldn't say this whole time. I wouldn't say been like I did it this whole time. I wouldn't say that. Like, it's not like I hated it. It was just more like, eh, it's fun, but I'm okay to switch it up or try something new. All right. Yeah. Well, that's what we're doing. Yeah. So, if you like the new song, that's mm-hmm. like us too. Me too. Thank you. Yeah. If you don't like the new song, I bite me. I don't. Like, <laughs> uh, it is what it is. Give us something better. We'll use that. Sure. <sighs> Welcome to the How show. How you doing? Good. I am good. I am. We just talked about this. We are concluding the Harry Potter series, which has been a journey in both. The, the, the films that represent the Harry Potter film series. But it's also been a journey for us because if you look at when we started, it was pre-COVID and man has our world changed from when we started and throughout this whole miniseries. And it's kind of crazy. It is a little bonkers. Yeah. Um, speaking of bonkers, as mm-hmm. we are recording this, mm-hmm. shit's getting a little cray-cray down south. <laughs> Tonight is the United the 2020 yes. United States presidential election. Aha. And that's all I'm going to say on that. Could be interesting. Just watching the results. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So, welcome. Mhm. Welcome. Expelliarmus. Expelliarmus. It feels like it's been a long time since we've done uh, I'm not going to say a normal episode, but it like Spooktober was fun, but it was like a whole f- series of fun. It's just, it's unique doing a film now that's not like a horror or like a Halloween themed film. It just or, seems like it's or been a while. A, uh, or a hundredth episode. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Episode. Right? Yeah. 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 Man, October, yeah, all that shit just ate up. October really quick <laughs> right like for sure bite sized yeah. Snickers mm-hmm. question um, Snickers or Mars Snickers all the way but I don't have yeah, a nut absolutely. allergy so I, I appreciate that in the Snickers some people don't like nuts so they prefer the Mars right which I didn't realize until like a week ago Mars is nut free and that's mm-hmm. why if you order or if you buy one of those boxes, yes, the Mars bars come in their own little baggie. Exactly. Yep. One hundred percent. Yeah, I didn't know that. 
I yeah. I think so. I I more found out recently as well, like maybe last year, not that long ago. Ah, uh, the things we were lied to about growing up. <laughs> Next week on the Movie Men podcast. Mm. Let's let's yeah, start. That'd be a great episode. I don't know. <laughs> Would it? Maybe depends where we go. I don't know. It depends on how dishonest your parents were. I guess. Oh, that's true. Let's start. My parents the... told me they loved me. <laughs> oh, Just oh picturing my. us all like sitting in a, you know, oh. sitting in a friggin' uh, a school cafeteria on a Sunday afternoon on chairs in a circle. <laughs> my parents told me they loved me and that there was a such thing as the tooth fairy. Okay, thanks. <laughs> thanks for sharing this week, Brady. Thanks. Uh, now on to you, Pete. Pete, how are you feeling? Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. I don't know where yeah. to go with that. I no, just don't know. Neither. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know why I said it. Yeah. Let's let's get into it. I've got we'll start like with most of our other episodes, we'll start with a trivia question for you. I, it's been a trivia question that's lingered on a few episodes and it'll obviously come oh, to a head because shit. it's the last episode for Harry Potter. So sure is. True or false? Easy. There's only two True. options. True. <laughs> was the Deathly Hallows Part 2, which is obviously this Harry Potter film, was this Harry Potter film ever the highest grossing film in the Harry Potter franchise? Yes or no? I mean, it had to be because this was this was the film where we were going to find out if the dude without a nose could kill the dude without the parents. Like <laughs> this was everything was friggin' riding on this. <laughs> no, is no. Snape a good guy? Is he a douchebag? Who knows? I've never considered it like that. Like team no nose versus team no parents. No parents. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Uh, yes, it had to have been. True. True. Okay. Yes, it was. So you're, you're right, and it's true. And the reason I, I ask this, and the reason I thought it was of significance, or at least I found it interesting. So Philosopher's Stone, the first Harry Potter film, was the highest grossing film in the entire franchise until this film. And I just thought that was kind of interesting and significant because I would have assumed that, yeah, obviously the first film would have been popular and maybe even for the first few number one might have just been the highest grossing for a while just because harry potter was a big deal in number one and maybe there was a bit of you know i would have expected maybe a bit of ebb and flowing throughout the years of maybe some interest and you know some difference and maybe just eventually kind of leading up to the final film being the highest grossing but it was really just like the first film was the highest grossing for nine and a half years. And then the final film was the highest grossing. Like there wasn't like a graduated, like film two was now the king of the castle. Film three was the king of the castle. It wasn't like a buildup. And well, I thought, I thought there would have been a bit of a buildup like that. Like it's kind of gaining popularity. Hey, you know, I, I, at least my perception was when these last couple films came out like it was like hey this is kind of a big deal let's all even if you're not into Harry Potter if you're a fringe person let's all kind of go and I thought that would have been the case like the last few kind of would have been like the biggest highest grossing and it just wasn't the case it was just number one was the sheriff in town for almost 10 years and then the final one finally just beat it out 
Well, it's because all of the people who did the Harry Potter franchise the same way you do a book report that you forgot about. <laughs> you read that? the first one, then you read the first couple pages, you read the last couple of pages to see how yeah, the thing ends. I guess. And so, yeah, I wonder, is there a big group of people who went to see the first one and they're like, uh, okay, cool. Yeah. We'll wait 10 years, we'll catch the last one. And I don't know, fill in the blanks. I, yeah. I, I can't explain that. Yeah, yeah, it literally started strong, then a bit of a roller coaster up and down, but it was all well below number one, and then just like sh- took off in the final one. It wasn't like a, a gradual ascension to be like, okay, we're building up to the, the final one being the highest. It was like nothing, 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 boom. So, yeah, that was my question. I thought that was interesting. And uh, let's get into it. All right. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, we typically start these things one way. Mm. We do. Tequila shots <laughs> all around. <laughs> Patronus shots. Patronus shots. Uh, mm-hmm. So, yeah, uh, we do We do typically start this in a fashion. So I've got some good news and I've got some bad news. Good Shit. news. Well, the bad news is I did not wrap the two-minute summary this week. It's just literally going to be a two-minute summary. You had so long. You had weeks. I did. Months. I did. Years, you might even say. But the, uh. good, the good news is, the good news is, I do have a song to share. I'm listening. I, we'll get to it. I'll, I'll do my two-minute summary, and then we can listen to the song. My explanation oh, okay. is... It's, a, it's like a different thing. Oh, yeah. Like they're separate things. Okay. Separate right. things. And my explanation is, I was my intent was to match up the previous film where I did a two-minute summary in a rap format, and it was kind of like a square, like a square pig in a round circle. I just wasn't feeling it, and I had two ideas on the go, and I wasn't feeling rap making I was going to say rapinizing but I wasn't feeling rap making this into a rap I just wanted to do it and my passion was towards making a different thing a song and that's what I went with I followed my heart and that's all you can that's all I can that's all you can expect from me following my heart I mean I expect a lot more but it's unfair <laughs> of me so all right let's let's start with the rapid summary so it's the final film buckle up bit of a longer one but we'll, we'll get through this uh rest in peace dobby is how we start obviously we hear it for the 15th oh. time the wand chooses the wizard mr potter um some goblin wooing goes down at gringotts we have a multiplying treasure curse you throw me the idol i throw you the whip situation except throwing a horcrux and a sword in the words of ron some absolutely brilliant dragon taming uh, with the Horcrux and Voldemort, we have some PTSD for Harry again, um, and we're getting a real true connection between Harry and Voldy. Uh, like a long-lost friend, Hogwarts is back, but still no Quidditch. Uh, Harry comes back, and he's very vague, very nonspecific, and very unhelpful, uh, but still tries to rally the troops because they're looking for a Horcrux in Hogwarts, doesn't know where or what it looks like or how to find it, or really anything at all for that matter. Um, Headmaster Snape tries to smoke out Harry. How dare you stand where he stood? That line kind of is legendary at this point. Give me Harry Potter and you will be rewarded. Voldemort said. Uh, Hufflepuff Cuff 
cup gets destroyed, then finally, 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 Ron and Hermione kind of kiss and it gets spicy. And this causes Voldemort to kind of go apeshit on the school and attack it. Um, the bridge of Kazadoom is solely guarded by Neville. Uh, Goyles set the room of requirement on fire. Ron screams like a hysterical child. Um, this film, just in general, the ratio of horcruxes that are destroyed in this film compared to number one makes number one seem like an absolute joke. Um, cold-blooded burn alert. How can you live with yourself? Voldemort asks Lucius. I thought that was so cold-blooded. I, like, I laughed, but I was also like, dang, like, that is just demeaning and awful, all wrapped into one there. Considering um, who it's coming from. Considering who it's coming from. Um, is that old belt buckle says, y'all want to be a master of the Elder Wand? Y'all got to disarm the previous owner. Um, take my tears, said jolly old Snape. And one last thing, you have your mother's eyes. Oh, and one, one more last thing, Harry, please erase my internet search history as I have like enough time to explain 20 things, but not enough time to actually explain everything. Um, we find out the Snape and Lily Potter romantic origin story. Um, unbiased neutral comment alert. James Potter was a lazy, arrogant scumbag. Snape looking out for the Potters all along. Snape had to kill Dumbledore. And so essentially Snape was the hero after all. Uh, Voldemort lives in Harry. Um, when it comes time, the boy must die. Hagrid returns in chains captive to Voldemort. Suspenseful music plays. Harry gives himself up to Voldemort, and the boy who lived came to die. Uh, Heavenly Dumbledore shows Harry a creepy, skinless, sickly, even more sickly Voldemort under a bus station bench. But Harry is alive, and the wand never belonged to Snape, but to Draco, whom Harry disarmed. Nagini turns to smoke, and so does Voldemort. Fitch, Filch, sorry starts cleaning up the rubble with a broom and it's a little premature like that's you know kind of got ahead of himself harry destroys the elder wand and throws it away and to some the movie should end here to others we jump 19 years later with some awful film aging techniques of our main cast and the audience's 10-year film journey concludes and that is the deathly hallows part two bravo <laughs> that's it ultimately i don't care i just want to listen to whatever this song is <laughs> to be honest. You, yeah i mean you can listen anytime i will say the film or the song is about how who i feel is the true hero not only of harry potter number eight but of just the whole series okay well, i'm gonna play it now yeah here we go okay I'm Snape. Oh, hey, I've come back here to say those bad things that you hate me for. That wasn't me. No way. I was always known for my great sass. I singled Harry out in front of the class, but I had to stamp out his little spunk. That's why I treated him like a punk. As potions master at Hogwarts, professor of defense against the dark arts. As headmaster, I wasn't dithering. And of course, the head of Slithering, the famed half-blood prince. I was competent as heck. Teaching snot-nosed brats all day, the monotony made me a wreck. 
You'll find out once I lowered my guard that I loved Lily in this regard. And sure, I wrote Harry pretty hard, but his dad was a jerk and left me scarred. But I didn't do those evil things, just intensely wild and wizard schemes. Being evil was not my intent, no way for Slithering to represent. Harry was a whiny twit, so I bullied him, I will admit. I'm a grown-ass man, I hear you say I'm anything but cliche. Killing Dumbledore was quite sad, but it was his idea, don't be mad. I was a hero in a way, just uniquely done to display. Now I did out Lupin as a wolf. Joining the Death Eaters was no goof. I did kill Dumbledore on the roof, but it was all for good, just a big spoof. Oh man, was I misunderstood. How dare I stand where he stood? You coward, yelled McGonagall as I flew out of that great hall. Now consider all the good from me. I taught Harry some occlumency, saved him from Professor Quirrell, a double agent of Albus's referral, protected the Potters from Voldemort, and watched their son like a good escort. These tales aren't meant to mislead. Take my tear, I'll bring you up to speed. But I didn't do those evil things, just intensely wild and wizard schemes. Being evil was not my intent, no way for Slithering to represent. I mean, wow. So there's two things I can say. Sure. The first thing is, holy shit. (laughs) That's amazing. (laughs) And the second thing is, the only regret that I really have in life is that you haven't done a song for every 007 film. I mean... (laughs) Oh. I don't even know what... Particularly the Roger Moore era. (laughs) Could you imagine... Oh. Just, just friggin' lay into him. It was amazing, man. <laughs> Thank you. I'm oh. a little worried that you're gonna, you know, you'll discover the um, the career that you have in rap, and that you're gonna <laughs> get too busy for the podcast. But yeah, we hey. shall cross that bridge when we come to it. Absolutely. Oh yeah, I you know it goes without saying, Snape was a boss and. Even when I didn't know he was a double agent, I was like, hey, you've got your reasons for being evil. I still think you're a boss. And it turned out it was all for good, so. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, Roger, a Roger Moore rap. That is just, that's like the, leaving a bad taste in my mouth, but I'm also intrigued. So we'll see. We'll see. That's all I will say. Okay. All right. So, yeah. So. How do you, I, I don't even, I don't know where to go, man. <laughs> Lead the way. Lead it. Uh, okay. So, the last Harry Potter film. Sure. Overall, pretty damn good movie. Yeah, that's it. Uh, you alluded to, yeah, we just, you know, we go, okay, let's actually hike up our socks and destroy some horcruxes here. Yeah. Let's, let's yeah. think with our brain. And just get the job done. You know, we could do more uh, camping, or we could, we could destroy them. We could make another s'more, or <laughs> save the world. Uh, yeah. Decisions. Um, yeah, I mean, there's there's so many things. There's a lot of things in this movie that I like. There's a lot of things that leave me a little perplexed. Um, I like Snape's Redemption. Sure. 
Um, I like that he's the good guy. And I like that it's not just, oh, he was always the good guy. Because then you're like, uh, really? Mm-hmm. That's that's quite a... No, it tur- like prior to... Like during Voldemort's first tirade, mm. Snape Snape was a a Voldemort worshiping douche. He was. Oh yeah, he that's was right. Actually, he was actually a Death Eater. Mm-hmm. True. Uh, yeah. And the only reason, the only reason he came back, is because um, Voldemort believed the prophecy to be the chosen one to be about uh about harry's mother lily Mm. yeah yeah um and so and snape loved it and so snape comes to dumbledore ask begging for help hmm right because snape knows that voldemort's going to kill lily and so snape comes to dumbledore asking for protection Mm -hmm. and Dumbledore says, yes, I'll work with you. I will help you. Um, but these are the conditions. Don't right. be such a dick. Um, <laughs> am, among among other things. Sure. Uh, and so that was, that was cool. I was like, yeah, I like this story. And that, you know, he, he ultimately what guided him was love. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. You know, and, it, and finding all that out almost makes it worth going back and watching all the films again just to watch Snape. Yeah. Just to see the moments of, like, his interactions with Harry and stuff like that. It's um, it's not to the same level, but it's almost... I don't want to say it because it would ruin the film, but it's like one of those films where you find out that the person was blind the whole time and you go back and you rewatch it and you go, oh, yeah, like, it makes sense. They're feeling around for light switches instead of just reaching, you know, like, it's interesting to rewatch and be like, okay, he's holding back or he's doing this in a scene and you realize, like, he loved Lily or he was doing this to help Harry, you know. It has a new a new light shed on it. Well, spoiler alert, now there's no reason for anyone to go watch Stuart Little. Thanks. <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, kids. He's, Sorry. He is only one of the three blind mice. Um... <laughs> Uh, yeah so but this is i mean this is also where things get a little you know this this glimpse into the past this is one of the first things that perplexed me a little bit okay okay uh we've seen an interaction between james and snape before where where james was bullying snape yeah oh yeah um and it just kind of yeah like this film very much paints james as a total loser and mm-hmm. and not a great guy at all. No. Um, and and it just kind of like it would. It, I don't think it would leave me as confused if in the past we hadn't really heard much about James, just that he was Harry's dad. But but James has been praised in the past. Yeah. As being wonderful, everybody loved James. Hmm. And Harry's just like James. And, you know, so it's just like, was everybody, is Snape just biased or was everybody else wrong? Hmm. Did James pull the wall? You know, was James actually a dick and, and just put on a face for, right. for everyone else? 
Mm-hmm. Right. So that leaves me a little confused. That's the a, other thing that's that leaves actually, me confused. That's a really interesting point that I've never appreciated the contrast. That's a, That's actually interesting. Yeah. The other thing that leaves me really confused is, uh, yeah, so there's there's this whole kind of like reveal moment of the wands and whose wand is whose and who, you know, who does who is the wand truly answering to. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I buy it when, you know, like we, we operate for a while under the assumption that because Snape killed Dumbledore. Mm hmm. The wand went to Dumbledore, or went to Snape. And I'm like, right, okay, yeah, that makes sense. The The owner of the wand dies, mm-hmm. and so possession of the wand transfers to the person that killed him. Mm-hmm. Makes total sense. Then we find out, no, 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 no. Uh, possession of the wand went to Malfoy, and from Malfoy to Harry, because Malfoy disarmed... Dumbledore and Harry disarmed Malfoy, mm-hmm. right? right? And so, yeah, dis- disarming him, that's, that changes the ownership of the wand. And I'm like, wait, really? <laughs> so how many times in the past have we seen Expelliarmus? How many times have we seen someone whip someone's wand out of their hands? Yeah, right. That, in that moment, the ownership of the wand changed every time? Huh. Every time, and and it's as simple as that. Right. Like if I want your wand, all I have to do <laughs> is walk up. Like it'd be right. like it'd be it, people, teenage boys would constantly be stealing each other's wand. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. I don't know, man. I was like, that just felt too. It felt too easy to me. Hmm. It felt too, like it just didn't make any sense. Right. It, it feels like a a plot hole. Though you can that easily, you can transfer the possession of someone's wand simply by walking up to them and saying Expelliarmus. Right. Simply by knocking the wand out of their hands, now the wand betrays that person and is now, you know, now answers to the person who cast Expelliarmus. Like, like it's I it's almost know. like you could do it by mistake. Like it's very simple thing that, um, yeah. I hear you. Oh yeah, sorry, mate. I uh, <laughs> accidentally expelliarmus you. No I'm worries. I'm sorry. If you uh, if you'd like to do it back to me, I would totally understand. And All if right? you want to okay. come to my revolution later, there's going to be pamphlets. Yeah, I'll print out a couple of pamphlets. <laughs> and uh, just a heads up, my mum will be there, as well as your boyfriend, <laughs> who I hate. Uh, but that's all right. I don't know. I don't know why this has happened now i'm i you know don't don't fight it just let it happen now i can't get that now i don't, can't get the hey, new zealand thing out of my don't, head don't worry about it let it happen wouldn't that be great i i think it'd just be funny of like you know because the lord of the rings were shot in new zealand mm-hmm. and i think it'd be great if like all the extras that they got for <laughs> the orcs <laughs> or locals oh yeah and they all sounded like so you've got these orcs you've got what is it like ra- uh, rag rag uh, what is it Sh- shag rat yes or something shag rat yeah right and, it, and you know instead of being like oh I'd like take him there and like all this and and we want him alive and stuff <laughs> like that it's like you know oh Hey, man, I think these are those little halflings we've been looking for. <laughs> oh, I'm picturing, like, yeah, full-out orc 
costume, sword in hand, and being like, oh, oh mate, uh, looks looks like meat's back on the menu, boys. Yep. Uh, oh, uh, hello, Mr. Uh, Saruman. Um, my name's Jeff. Uh, it's my first day as an orc. Uh, uh, I'd just like to say I'm really looking forward to being involved uh, and, as part of the team. And but and just before I get started, I just wanted to, if we get some more information on our benefit and dental program, uh, just for yeah. Uh, yeah, just to. But do I go to HR for that or? Yeah. All right. So if you could just pop that to me in an email, uh, that'd be great. <laughs> Thank you. Glad to be part of the team. Yeah. Uh, yeah so I, I don't know. I just found it. I found it really mm. confusing. Sure. Um, sure. But yeah. And then, so this is the second time I've seen it. This film. Oh, oh, right. Oh, right. I had forgot. So I've seen it a few times, but this, yeah, you've only seen it once going into this. I've only seen it once prior to this. Oh, wow. Uh, and and it was a different viewing experience for me this time. Because sure. I was, I wasn't, because nothing surprised me. Sure. Right. I went into the first one blind. Hmm. Uh, I really yeah. didn't know what happened. Right. Even though it had been out for a little while by the time I saw it. Sure. I somehow avoided, you know, it wasn't spoiler heavy the way like Star Wars and stuff is. Mm. Um, yep. And so there was, a, there was a lot coming at me the first time I, I saw it. Right. Uh, Nagini is a Horcrux. Harry's a Horcrux. Right. Um, Harry has to die. Snape's yeah. a good guy. Mm -hmm. um, just all of this stuff, right? And so there was a lot coming at me. Uh, Hermione's got big enough cojones to jump onto the dragon under green gods. Right. Um, just all these things. And, and so this time I didn't have that. This time I could just focus on the movie. Mm -hmm. And I think I enjoyed it more this time because okay. the first time I watched it and up until now, all I've thought to myself is, Dumbledore is a friggin' dick. <laughs> yeah. For he sure. raised Harry like a friggin' pig so that he could be slaughtered at the right moment. Yep. Screw him. Yeah. Basically. This time around, I was like, no, okay, I get it. Uh, it's gotta be done. You do, Has to you be done. don't. Yeah. I don't know, man. Has to be done. And you can't tell him. Because no, even the most level headed guy like Harry is gonna be like, well, but I don't wanna die. Like. <laughs> You know, little self-preservating bastard. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. Preservating was not, that's not a word. Self-preserving bastard. <laughs> that's um, bad. Yeah. Uh, so, I don't know. And then my only other squabble, and then I'm going to hand this all over to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so there's this big plan the whole time. Like, uh, Snape and Dumbledore are thick as thieves. Yeah. <laughs> Do you not think... That if we could have included one other person okay. in in the secrecy, sure. if we could have let one more person into the loop, okay. does it not make sense to bring McGonagall up to speed? Yeah, no, sh no kidding. Like, Minerva McGonagall is not just another professor. No. You know... And so That's that, true. I don't know, just to me, I was like, 
Ugh, so much could have been so much I don't know I guess I don't know how much differently things needed would have been because Snape still needed to keep up a facade sure and so McGonagall would have had to have kept up her like optically nothing would have changed I guess but it's still but nice to be in the know it's nice to know what the hell's going on <laughs> for sure yeah also also yeah you're totally right the that ending scene where they've got all these kids and stuff <laughs> super awkward super a little weird that it's like you know like even after everything's been said and done <laughs> malfoy kind of you know smiles i'd flip him off i'd be like <laughs> screw you pal <laughs> and so help me god if your kid dicks with my kid <laughs> <laughs> I will expel yeah. you on miss your ass and take your wand again. <laughs> watch like, your back. Watch it. Uh, something that I think would have made that scene really nice would have been a much grayer uh, presence of Hagrid. Oh, yeah, for sure. Right? They're on cool. platform nine and three quarters. It would have been yep. kind of cool to have Hagrid show up. And, mm -hmm. and Hagrid is going to take uh, Potter's kid under his wing the same way that he took Harry. Sure. Right? Yeah. It would have just been another, you know, like it's all that scene's already just a shit ton of fan service. Mm -hmm. So just just phone it right in then. Just you know, <laughs> give it everything. Uh, yeah. But yeah. talk to me about the things that rub you the right and wrong way about this movie. Sure, sure. So I think I have mostly critiques here, but just some are just anecdotal, more just observations. A couple might be actual talking points, but one is. Just a, on a minor scale, I'm not sure how the book actually portrays this scene, and I can't comment on that, but just in the film anyway, just how Snape goes down against Voldemort, I found that a little disappointing as much as I do like Snape. Like, honestly, everyone and their dog knew what Voldemort was leading up to. Like, he was kind of like leading up to this conversation that came to a head where you knew like, okay, he's going to pop Snape with his wand. And, like, the whole time, like, Snape doesn't look kind of on guard, doesn't even get his wand out to be like, maybe I should just, like, hover my hand above my wand just to be ready. Like, I feel like something's going to happen. And literally just, like... think there would have been a moment where Snape thought to himself, shit, this isn't working. Yeah. Plan B. And, plan B. And, like, literally, like, he... Voldemort had to spell it out to Snape that, like, hey, I'm going to, like, kill you right now. And I forget exactly what Voldemort says, but it's blatantly obvious, like, he's going to kill you. And Snape is just kind of like, my lord? And then, like, just gets popped. And, like, I was like, dude, how did you not see that coming? You are Snape. You got to put up a bit more of a fight. I know plot-wise what has to happen here, but just it was a little deflating where he just, like, seemed like a confused, out-of-context person who just couldn't read a room. Um, that Alan Rickman impression was eerie good. Which one? When you when you said "my lord," I don't. Was that like a sound bite you were playing? Or? Are you being sarcastic? Immensely. <laughs> Listen, I will say I am not the good, or I'm not that good at impressions in general. But Alan Rickman is a very difficult impression. Oh, it's very, I can't do it. Yeah. Um, Next thing, I think just in general, I may have just enjoyed the sacrifice of Harry more if it actually indeed had to be that he had to die. 
Um, just maybe from a story element, I think I would have that that would have been a little more profound to me. Um, so take her to leave it. Um, where do I want to go? I'll, I'll go with this is a comedic thing. There's a scene kind of when they're the bad people, as they shall be known as, are attacking Hogwarts. And Voldemort starts losing his crap when Horcruxes are getting destroyed and he's getting a little antsy. And he just like turns around and he's walking and pacing in front of some of his some of his followers. <laughs> and there's like one poor sucker who literally just says merely like quote unquote, my lord, and he kills the fool. Like literally just kills him after he just asks him, my lord? And like what poor timing. And I was just so genuinely curious, like what was this guy going to ask? Like he's gonna be like was he gonna be like, My lord, what's wrong? My lord would you like the last donut? My lord, did you say something? Like, just like, I'm curious what he was actually going to say. We'll never know. Of note... My lord, your fly is down. <laughs> exactly. Of note, you made this point a long time ago, but just of the um, school Hogwarts being a character in a way, and at a certain point in the series, it's like that character is lost. Obviously, Hogwarts comes back in this one, but it's definitely not the same. I felt like the occurrence of Hogwarts in this film, or where we're shown Hogwarts in this film, is obviously so different. It's honestly more comparable to, the, I'd say, the last 20 minutes of Titanic, where we're all we're just seeing as students running around chaotically screaming and kind of panicking. And the only difference between this and Titanic is there's not a stringed quartet playing nearer my god to thee. So... Yeah, Hogwarts is back, but it is not to the same degree as in the first, at least two, maybe first three or four films. And the absence um, of Billy Zane. <laughs> exactly. And no Leonardo DiCaprio, so that was that was not good. Crushing, yeah. Crushing. I think the final thing I just want to bring up, I think the final thing, I... I was late to the party for the Harry Potter films, so I did not follow them throughout their release in theaters. I watched them, I think, a couple years after they the, this one came out in theaters. So one thing I thought when I was watching this, I remember the buildup to the third and final Lord of the Rings film, and it was just a fun atmosphere of, you know, whether you read the books, whether you were familiar with the series or not, it was just a fun culminating activity where it was an experience. You were waiting for it to happen. Um, you know, you know, it, it was it was something you circled the calendar for and you got excited for. I do, to a degree, mi envy missing out on that. I wasn't part of the frenzy, wasn't part of the buildup. Where I know some people, whether they're casual fans to hardcore Harry Potter fans, they were excited about it. And I, I, I will say, compared to Lord of the Rings, this for me wouldn't have as much heart, wouldn't have as much traction. But I still think it could have been a cool cool experience that unfortunately i just won't have but i did get aboard the hogwarts express so to speak and did ride that train as far as enjoying the series so i guess it all turned out in a way agreed mm -hmm. yeah that's about all i've got uh, except for my uh score out of 10 unless there's anything else yeah. you want to add there's just you know i feel like as these films get further on there's a lot of things that maybe make less sense to the film viewer than they do to the book reader sure uh, and i haven't read yep. the books this far yep. um 
but just like you know oh it's really convenient that the resurrection stone makes an appearance in the last 15 minutes of this film so that <laughs> harry's brain can just play it like yeah. i don't know there's just you know there's a bunch of things that it's like sure huh right or moments where it's like uh there's a moment where i'm like i can't remember i can't remember exactly what was happening but it was like all of a sudden i remember thinking to myself why is Molly Weasley at Hogwarts? That's that hmm. is umbrella parenting if I've ever <laughs> seen it. Like, right. Yeah, Molly's <laughs> just there. Like Snape's left and and they're like locking up the castle and stuff and Molly's there and I'm like, "Why? Just so that she can have screen time? Just to give an excuse <laughs> that she's there part of the final battle?" Sure. Like I don't okay. Sure. <laughs> Uh, all right i yeah. yeah i don't know i don't know but uh all right well i zero to ten this shit for me i guess <laughs> on my scale i gave it a 7.2 out of 10 so uh not a 10 out of 10 not a 9 out of 10 but still falls in the highest category for me so on the metric of my scale i would hire a babysitter go out and see this in theaters if it wasn't COVID times and buy some popcorn and go the full nine yards and see this in theaters. On Marshall's scale, it's pretty close. I gave it a six or a seven. And again, of note of my ranking of this film, I absolutely love, 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 and it definitely influenced the score. Because John Williams had been absent for a while, we had, yes, the main Harry Potter theme in these films, but in just some of the normal soundtrack, we had been missing the john williams riffs and some of them made a return for this film even though it wasn't john's john williams so i don't know if they got some permission or what kind of legality or formality took place for them to return but it definitely made a difference for me where there were sequences where i'm like that has john williams fingerprint on it and i could compare it to yeah that's from you know i remember these riffs from the previous films when he was still in it so that made a difference for me and was of significance but somewhere My in the seventh yeah, my guess is whoever was doing the music just thought to themselves, there's no <laughs> way John Williams is going to watch this shit. Let's just go for it. <laughs> Listen. Let's use his song. He's, not, he's, a, a, he's a busy guy. He's not going to watch this. If there's a lawsuit, know. we'll deal with it at that time. We'll cross that bridge. Yeah. Let's just... Yeah, whatever. We're going to make lots of money off this yes. thing. We can afford it. We can afford good lawyers. Yeah. Cool. He's old. John Williams is old. He doesn't even remember what the... <laughs> <laughs> he won't know it's his. He'll hear it and go, oh, that sounds great. I wish I'd thought of it. <laughs> oh, boy. What did you give this film out of 10? I give it a 7, right on the okay. nose. Cool. Um, yep. You know, it's good. It's a great conclusion. But it's, you know, it's a good conclusion. It's, it's messy. It's it's There's loose ends that feel like they get tied up in a real haste. Um, sure. and, and, but that's just because there's so much, like, I just felt like there were so many loose ends going into this. So I think mm -hmm. it's a good conclusion given, you know, the corner that I feel like they maybe sort of backed themselves into. <laughs> right. So, but yeah, seven, seven out of 10, I would, I'd go see it in the theater. Cool. Cool. So, all right. What, if anything, mm -hmm. did you watch since I saw you last? Oh, not since I saw you last. That was like Ooh, a long, that was like eight months ago. A long time ago. Yeah, since I talked to you last. 
Yes. I will surprise you on, on two levels. One, I did watch something. <gasps> I have two. a theory as to where this is going, and I'm probably wrong, but... Okay. Two, you will be surprised with what I watched. Where do you think this is going? I... I... I'm hoping okay. that you watched The Invisible Man. And it would be appropriate oh. because it's... Oh, it's not? Oh, no. Son of a bitch. It's, <laughs> it's oh. on my list. It is. All right. But... What did you watch? I think you'll still be pleased. I think you will be. I watched a film that you've recently watched and talked about. I watched The Conjuring. What? Yeah. Okay. Whoa. Actually, I'm more mind blown and I'm more impressed because <laughs> uh, I actually, I actually like, so I've seen the whole series now. Yes. Uh, I watched it in order of release. Sure. I believe tonight, as soon as we're done recording this, I'm starting the franchise over, but oh, in wow. timeline order, like in oh. chronological order versus. So anyways. Sure. Um, and there are some duds in the series, so on and so forth. I sure. loved The Conjuring. Like sure. we didn't ta we didn't talk about this. I didn't give it a score, but if mm -hmm. I had to score the first Conjuring film, it gets somewhere north of 9 out of 10. Holy like, what? I loved it. I thought it was wow. just so good. Anyway, sure. I'm very happy that you've watched it. Yeah. It's easily my top 5 favorite horror films now. Wow. Um tell me what you thought. I'm going to disappoint you. Like, I didn't dislike it by any means. And obviously, goes without saying, if people aren't familiar with this show, with me in particular, this is not my cup of tea. Like, this isn't like a, hey, Thursday afternoon, time to throw in a DVD about some horror film or some kind of ghostly, ghostly occurrence or something like that. So this isn't my usual haunt of uh, film watching. Horror, no in, horror no for you intended. is more like, horror for you <laughs> is more like a cup of ginger beer. Oh, you, you beer, take a oh, swig thinking, ooh, this will be refreshing. And then oh. you're like, uh, not <laughs> Literally. so much. Literally. Um, so listen, I, I love Patrick Dempsey. No, I almost said Patrick Dempsey. What's his name? Patrick. Patrick Wilson. Patrick Wilson. Love him. Uh, the name's escaping me, but the female counterpart who plays his wife in the film, appreciate uh, her as Vivian, an actor. Vivian, Vivian something? Yeah. Anyway, those two main actors, I, I appreciate and I enjoy most of the things that they're in. Um, you know, I think this film, I think I was maybe just expecting a lot, and I'm not sure what I was expecting. Like, you were singing High Praises. Someone that I heard of, like, was saying it was their favorite film of all time. And I was like, holy frickin' poo. Like, this is, I think I was just maybe had too high of expectations. So, while it didn't disappoint me, when it finished, I was kind of like, okay. Yeah, like, it, you know, jump scared me at some times. Uh, I don't think it was overly corny. It maybe fell into some cliches at times, but it didn't hit you in the face. Um, and from both like a scary to storytelling perspective and from um, just a filmmaking perspective, it was it was decently done. I give it in the range of like maybe a six, but probably a seven out of 10, just with the footnote of like, this isn't my type of film. So there are others seven out of tens that I just enjoyed more, but I gave it yeah, a seven sure. out on merit on merit. Well, so, and I, yeah, I would say that's crazy respectable considering 
not your cup of tea. Mm-hmm. And and no, like not as a diss on the film, but I'm surprisingly usually like I'm pretty jump scary or like jittery for like the few days following after I watch a film like this. And for the most part, I've been actually okay. So maybe I've grown. Maybe maybe I'm my tastes are changing as my palate changes. I'm more into bitter and non-sweet things. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, it was an interesting view, obviously. And uh, I probably won't continue in the series because I haven't heard like great things going forward of the other films. But I, it was an interesting view. Okay. So, what did what did you watch this week? I watched. Um, uh, what did I watch? I watched <laughs> Dead Silence. Oh. Uh, which is a horror film about. Uh, uh, like ventriloquist dummies. Oh, yeah. So that's family friendly. I'd seen it a bunch of times. I'd seen it years ago. Um, it's just kind of a fun, fun, scary movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The other one I watched, uh, and I watched this what Halloween night. Yeah, Halloween night. Ooh. I had to watch something scary. Halloween night. Got you. Uh, and so we went with. Uh, there's a, a small um, social bubble whatever you want to call it group of mm-hmm. people that watched it True. Uh, and so we picked something that none of us had seen we picked a movie and this is interesting I'm Jordan who was on the show uh, let's face it pretty much all of last month um, <laughs> he's a big horror dude mm-hmm. um, and I want to I'm issuing a question and potentially a challenge. I want to know if he's seen it. And mm. if he has seen it, I want to know what he thinks. Sure. And if he hasn't seen it, I want him to watch it and then tell me what he thinks. Sure. I don't know. I, I don't know. I can't give it a, I can't give it a, a score because I just don't. I'm huh. torn. Huh. Like literally the movie ended and I was like, uh, I don't, I don't know. Like. I don't know how I thought until this happened and then things made more sense, but then I still don't know. Anyways, huh. the name of the film is the, uh, the possession of Hannah Grace. Hmm. Um, and yeah, it's, it's, you know, I'll just tell you what, I'll tell you what you get told from the trailer. Sure. It's an ex cop who has left being a cop, uh, due to some PTSD. Sure. sure. Um, and is now working the night shift intake at a morgue. Um, oh. In like a big, you know, it's like Chicago or Detroit or whatever. Like it, that's yeah. like that's a job. There's a couple bodies a night coming in type <laughs> right. of thing. Yeah. Um, and you know, so she takes you know takes all the pictures and does the data input and then um, you know, puts the bodies in the coolers or whatever, right? Uh, and one of the bodies that comes in is, you know, the film starts out and you see a exorcism gone wrong and the girl doesn't make it and the body ends up in the morgue. But the even though the girl's dead, whatever was possessing her is still in the body type of thing. Dang. Um, and yeah, so the whole thing basically takes place in the morgue for the most part. And I don't know. I Yeah. So Jordan... Sweetheart, <laughs> if you've seen it, tell me what you think. If you haven't seen it, 
give it a watch uh, and sure. then let us know what, let me let me know what you think mm-hmm. yeah cool that's it that's all I watched aside I... from like shit shit that we have to watch for the show <laughs> which is quite a bit yeah. can I say one thing that came to mind I think with the conjuring so I watched it remotely with someone and I made a note of this I just found it it took me out of the film right from the beginning where they showed us that doll. The, is it Anna? What's the name of the doll? That famous Annabelle. doll. Yeah. I found it a little corny. Like, that's not what the doll looks like in real life. No, like, in real life, it's a raggedy Ann. It's literally not menacing. And I found, I just thought it was a little corny that it looked that morbid. And I was like, you know what? The scary thing is what the doll does, not like what it looks like. Let's just... I yeah, me and I mean, film. if if you invest time into the franchise, you watch the prequels, you'll find out why it looks that way. Like it's pretty uh, battle scarred, and you okay. know, like, but yeah, it's I agree. It's like ah, uh, you made that as creepy doll esque as you possibly could yeah. in a Hollywood <laughs> type way. Sure. Yeah. Um, I got a couple things to talk about here. Uh oh. Okay. Yeah. It's it's time to have a heart to heart. There's some people that we need to talk about, and it's in a good way. It's people we need to acknowledge and remember who we care deeply about because they, A, are cool people. They are also uh, fans of film, fans of this show, and they are our Patreon supporters who we need to give our monthly shout out because this is the first episode, uh, first regular episode to be aired in November. So... We're going to give a okay, big... We're also making it sound like they were all dead. So I No, just, I should clarify. They uh, are alive. Okay. They are They're gonna valued. Make it. They are going to make it. So we got to give our big shout out to Nathan, to Daphne, to Marshall, and to Brenna. Thank you for supporting our show. Oot. Thank you for being patrons and being patrons at a tier level that earns you a monthly shout out, which I believe is tier three. Do you ever wonder, do you ever worry when we do this that mm-hmm. they'll hear that and be like... Oh, shit, am I still signed up for that? <laughs> hope not. Yeah, hopefully that's not the case. I hope not, too. That'd be depressing. <laughs> They're like, oh, I've been hey, meaning to cancel thanks. that for months. Hey, thanks for, yeah, thanks for having out the show. Oh, right. Oh. Huh. Huh, I thought I cut that if credit canceled, card up months ago. If I cancel that, I could probably afford that extra slice of cheesecake at the... <laughs> hmm. Yeah. But... Th- thank you much, Lee. Thank you, Muchly. Y'all thank, is wonderful. Yeah, and thank you to all our Patreon supporters and to all our listeners. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, both of you. You're great. <laughs> we love I you. I love you both. We love you. Mm-hmm. Um, the only other thing I'll talk about is, if you haven't done so already, please check out our links below for Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Like, follow, subscribe if you have not done so already. Please um, rate and review us positively wherever you're listening. And like I said um, in other episodes, you can check out our Patreon link below and our merchandise page below if you want to support the show, help us pay the bills. If you're not at that level of support, even just leaving a like and a comment and reaching out to us, we love hearing feedback. So if you want to do that, that would be fantastic. Yeah. I can't believe Harry Potter's over. Yeah. It's it's been a while. It's been a long and for journey. Those, for those of you asking, yes, there are some Fantastic Beast movies, and <laughs> w- yes, we will probably do them at some point. 
we'll probably wait until closer to when the next Fantastic Beasts movie comes out. It makes sense. Um, it makes sense, and mostly we've got two other series that were kind of itching to mm-hmm. scratch or something. And like so. on the on all the scale, like Harry Potter is above Fantastic Beasts as far as our interest level. The other two series, I, we're more interested in pursuing right away. And it just, like you said, it doesn't make sense just to start it, and it's an incomplete series at this point. So, yes, like like life, <laughs> an incomplete mm. series. So why yes. bother starting? Oh, <laughs> this metaphor is falling apart. I don't. Yeah. I don't I don't know where to go with this. Bail me. Bail me out. Bye. <laughs> okay, bye. <laughs> <laughs>